Hey everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show with Dan and Eddie. This is episode 293 of your favorite comedy podcast, where every week Eddie and I sit down, we make each other laugh, we make you laugh, we regale each other with relatable and hilarious stories that everyone can identify with. We have a great time, and we have such a great time that we are on vacation right now. Eddie had his baby, he's beautiful, and he's lovely, and I met him, and he had his umbilical cord plug still on, and he smelled like rotten fish, and we all laughed at him, and then it fell off at my house, and I kept it, and I turned it into a charm necklace that I then put on a little altar for a little Remy in my house to worship him. No, of course not. But as we said on last week's show, for the month of May, we're taking a chill. And, you know, look, I don't know what you guys want. I posted a repeat episode that was, gosh, four years old last week. And it was the most listened to episode we've had in a few months, actually. It was about the birth of my daughter. And I told stories about that. I don't know. Is that what people love? Do you guys just like stories about birth and children? Because if that's the case, we could pivot this goddamn boat right now and turn this into the dad cast starring Dan the dad right now, immediately. I will pivot this podcast right now, 90 degrees or 180 degrees, how many degrees it needs to be, turn this into the dad cast, focusing on dad, dad dicks, dad buttholes, the whole thing, if that's what the people want. Because right now, that's what I want to know. You know, I thought I would sit here, Eddie and I are doing a lot of soul searching, and put the fear of God into some people. I think people are assuming we're going to quit the show because I got some very sad emails, which I cannot lie, made me feel great that people thought about the show ending. They were so sad that they were behooved to email us Savor the show at gmail.com or on Twitter at SIFshow, savortheshow.com slash contact if you want to be anonymous and let us know what you think about the show. Now's the time. Now's the census. I love data and I'm constantly wanting to know about all my listeners' dicks, how they jerk them off, are they cut, is it dry, ladies, what are you working with? But right now, it's about the show and what you're digging. And some of the thoughts we've had are maybe we have guests again and not interview style guests but more like a co-host that sits in for the week and over the years there have been some repeating characters that have come on the show but maybe we spice it up a little bit again and try to have folks on so i thought let me look at the data and see back in the day i don't know three or four years ago before eddie became a reoccurring co-host I used to interview comedians and people, and some of these interviews were great, and some I did very self-servingly as a way to try to, I don't know, hey, if I, if I have this funny Twitter guy on my podcast, he'll tweet to his hundreds of thousands of followers, and then, man, maybe they'll, they'll start listening to my podcast. And I think I was onto something, but I was about four years too early because I was fighting two battles. I was trying to get people who didn't listen to podcasts to have our podcast be their first podcast. That was foolish. And then most people listen to those podcasts where I'm interviewing someone they love because they love that person. 
They listen, they use me, they discard me like a condom on the side of the road for kids to find when they're walking to the bus and they think, oh my God, there's a condom here. I remember when I used to walk to the bus, every so often I would find a condom in the street and I can remember thinking, people fucked right here. You know, not as if somebody drove by and threw it out the window or I don't know, what they, they had sex and the dude put the condom in his pocket. Oh God, could you imagine you putting a, a used condom in your pocket, just all jizzy in your in your pocket? I mean, you I, I do that move where sometimes when I use a condom with my wife, no judgment here. Every so often when I want to really last. Look, I'm not too big to admit that sometimes I can come a little quick, a little early. I love my wife so much and I am so goddamn turned on by her that your boy sometimes can can hit it a little too hard. So when I know that I want to really ride the pony extra long and not get bucked off quickly, I throw a rubber on and I say, girl, I'm going to treat you right tonight. You're having an orgasm and I'm wearing a condom and bonus, very clean because then she can just roll over and go to bed. She doesn't have to do that shimmy to the bathroom or cum is dripping out of her. She's got a Kleenex like the Hoover Dam standing there so she can finally get to the bathroom and push it out. I mean, listen, guys, throw a condom on every once in a while. Surprise your girl with the easy cleanup and desensitize your stupid dick so you last longer. Anyways, where you, people discard the show. Um, oh, yeah, condoms on the side of the road. So I remember seeing condoms on the side of the road and always thinking, what the hell? People have people fucked right here, right here on the street. Or if there would be a condom, like, I don't know. I went to a terrible sixth grade in a literal projects in Las Vegas. And there was always condoms and beer bottles and stuff all over the street. And so I would just, the thought of what, what am I doing? I'm not supposed to be doing a podcast right now. And I'm turning this intro into a podcast. So anyways, my point is, I thought for this week's show, I would play a throwback episode to when I had John Hendren on, who is at fart on Twitter. He's absolutely hilarious. He used to write for something awful. He's just one of these internet people who is always doing stuff, always being funny. His things are always going viral. And I can't recommend following him enough. He slowed down a little bit, though. I, I can't lie. I think a lot of those Twitter guys who were on fire and the electricity dog boner and just that whole group of people, if, if anyone's following me at home, they seem to have slowed down a little bit because you get tired of doing the same shit. I mean, I'm not projecting when I say that. That's why I'm trying to figure out how we want to do the show. So John was great. He came on. And like I said, very self-servingly, I thought, y'all, I'm going to get John on here. He's going to tweet about this podcast to his thousands and thousands of Twitter followers. And you know what? Your boy's going to hit the roof. And of course I didn't. However, I do know we got quite a few new listeners from that episode because he was himself and he was very honest. And I think he's one of these internet personalities where he puts a fake version of himself on the internet because like most Twitter people, there's an anonymity to what they do. And he's actually a very shy person, believe it or not. Anyways, it's a great conversation him and I have. And it made me think, listen, if you guys like stuff like this, maybe Eddie and I will start having people on the show again to sit in and talk about things. And we'll go from there. 
So otherwise, oh, I felt good to sit down here and do this. God damn it. I missed doing the podcast. I miss Eddie. I miss doing this every week. So I'm looking forward to getting back at it in June, but I also am enjoying the pressure release of not having to do a show every week. I won't lie. It, it does feel good. It, I really do care about the show so much, believe it or not. And to have a bit of a break from it to, to take a chill is great. So thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for enjoying this classic episode. This is from episode 88. This is an old one. I mean, this is, a, gosh, four years ago. So dig it. Thank you again, John Hendren, if you listen to this or if any of, you know, I'll tweet at him. He'll probably retweet it. If you're a follower of his, listen to the interview. If you like this, if you liked my story about, you know, coming in a condom so my wife has a clean vagina, you'll probably like the podcast. So go listen to some other ones, saveforthishow.com. And that's it. So without further ado, here she is. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show, episode 85. With me, I have a super, very special guest. Oh, I don't and know about that. That's, why, why not? Uh, I'm not that special. I'm an old lump of coal over here. Don't you be self-deprecating <laughs> over there. Uh, John Hendren, otherwise known as at fart on Twitter. God, the word fart. I mean, really, isn't that the best word? It's pretty good. I didn't. Like I don't identify with it at all. It doesn't. No. It doesn't ring for me when I hear that word out and about. Um, I just kind of typed it into Twitter one morning, and you know when I was registering, and it and it took. And so it's now I'm branded forever. Like there's no getting around it. I, I bet. Would you have thought differently? I mean, maybe got John or J Hendren sixty nine or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't intending to use Twitter ever. Sure. Like I was just signing up, um, you know, for the hell of it, and it eventually found its way into me using it as a notepad for jokes mm-hmm. and things. Because um, it was easier to text jokes to myself through my cell phone. Right. And uh, I don't know. Other people started reading it. It became a thing. Do you think maybe that's why... I mean, we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I should say, so John is a writer and a comedian, and I think kind of where we're getting is you were popular on other forums and, and, and writing, but Twitter seems to be the place you kind of you know found your voice, I guess, as a corny... Uh, film school way of saying you found your voice <laughs> well nobody Fine. likes hearing from me for more than about you know eight seconds at a time so right it's, uh, <laughs> it's just it's little perfect. nuggets yeah right well hopefully they can sit through this because we'll, we'll talk longer <laughs> than eight seconds but yeah i mean i don't remember when i first started following you it was a few years ago and i think i i didn't really follow some of your other friends it was mostly you so Man, your, your tweets were so funny. They were so different to me than what other sort of normal comedians try to do on Twitter. And yeah, I really dug them. And obviously lots of other folks have too because you've gotten very popular doing it. Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, I've just been sort of doing it for my own benefit. I, I don't really consider, which is kind of horrible, but like I don't I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. But um, That's good. It's more like I'm just doing it to kind of pass the time or, or get ideas out of my brain because it's, I don't know. I used to have a little black book 
in my mm-hmm. pocket that I would carry around and a pen. And I would write down all the stupid half jokes that I would think of throughout the day. So I wouldn't lose them because I'm very forgetful. Like my short term memory is just shot. Sure. And uh, so vaping. I would Too much you know, just tweet them. Yeah. And look at them later. And then other people started reading them. But um, yeah, it's just, I don't know why other people started liking it. I don't know why other people took to it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pleased that they did, you know, a yeah. guy, a guy bought me drinks once at a bar for it. So like, that's pretty good. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. nice. And, and you know what? I think maybe because you don't care and I, I used to have a different job and I would just tweet whatever the fuck I cared. It was just the same as you. It was like the less I cared, the better they were, right. the more funny they were. Then I kind of got a more serious job and I wheeled back a bit, which might be surprising to people who listen to the show and hear about what I normally talk about here. But my tweets got less funny. My follower count kind of stalled out. And so, you know, I, I think more power to you for just not giving a fuck. And, yeah, well, thanks. You know, I mean, it's kind of easy at times you know there there are some folks who are like professional comedians and, and god bless them because i'm not you know i'm just some asshole can i say bad words on yes okay yes. <laughs> i didn't know what uh... this is not this isn't on pbs <laughs> um but yeah i'm just like some guy so i oh kitty your cat um, is out of control she's going nuts she's mad that i'm not talking to her like i'm talking and i'm not looking at her so she's like what, what the fuck do you think you're doing Jealous lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I mean, I, um, gosh, what were we talking about? I started thinking about the cat. She, I know. She this does. is bad. Yeah. Both. Um, but anyhow, yeah, no, I just kind of like do whatever and it, it mm-hmm. seems to work out well enough. Like it keeps me entertained, which yeah. is good enough for me, I guess. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of awful and you're going to kill me for even saying the term weird Twitter, but I think what what I what I wanted to ask you about is like you said you have this sort of style which to me is a style you know that whether it's you not caring which in a way maybe that's what's so effortless or these weird tweets that they they're so random like they they have no context I think that's what last week's show with Drew we were talking about is it's it's the no context that makes the tweets as absurd and. Like you tweeted something today about vaping under your bed and the burgers, <laughs> and it's so like you, you look at tw- like my Twitter feed. I follow some comedians, but I also follow some news and stuff. And when you read something like that, that just sticks out like a glorious weird thumb, it it, it makes you laugh. I think in a different context, it might not be as funny, but you've definitely nailed sort of that absurd, you know, out of place humor, which I think a lot of people try to rip off from you too, and. You know, don't take for granted how well you do it. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, what's interesting is I don't think Twitter, like the corporation, uh, ever really realized that there would be people who would use it for humor, uh, like sure. ever. And I still don't think they're aware of it. And I, I don't think that they quite understand the breadth of it and and how far it's come. Uh, because, you know, there are several Twitter employees who I'm... I'm fairly good Twitter friends with and I've hung out with in person a few times and they're, they're really great and they completely love kind of the humor community that's cropped up. But from the corporate side, there's, they seem to be more uh, concerned with, you know, getting hashtags placed on commercials and uh, mm-hmm. people talking about celebrity buzz and, and 
facilitating right. the use of Twitter, but without like why Twitter's good, which is that it's kind of a new medium in its, yeah. in its own way. Uh, it, it's these, you, you can't have a real conversation on Twitter. It's just not possible. No. Um, there's a, there's this guy, Hermit Thrush, who he's a strange fellow. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, I follow him too. Oh gosh. Well, then you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's a weird guy, but he's funny when he wants to be. And, uh, I, I argue with him at length, but it's like Twitter length. So it's like 20 right. tweets and right. it's about something mundane and stupid, but it's fun because it's so stupid. And right. I don't think that's really recognized as a thing that people can do on Twitter. Like it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's not anything that I would have done previously because sure. it's just a waste of time. Like this is so stupid. Right. Um, like in a, in a kind of comment thread on an article, talking back and forth on that is about the dumbest, most inconsequential thing you can do. Right. And Twitter, maybe because you're limited to the 140 characters, maybe because of the context of it, it can kind of work. Well, on one level, I, I kind of get a kick out of the fact that there's probably a couple hundred people who follow both him and I. Right. And their entire Twitter experience is being ruined because we want to discuss what constitutes uh, an orbit around an object. Well, and we're being really get... pedantic about it and like debating the definitions of words and all this. And it's just so stupid. Don't consider it wasted, though, because I follow a couple other people who... And for anyone who, I don't know, has only been on Twitter for a day, when people reply to each other, if you follow that other person, you see it. So like John's saying, if I follow Hermit Thrush, I see his replies. And if I don't, I never see him. Right. So I think you're wrong about people not enjoying that because I also follow Jake Fogelnest. And like when you and him are talking to each other or Dog Boner or whoever, there's, there's humor there too. And I think you guys kind of know that. I mean, people are probably faving and maybe retweeting a reply. I mean, look, Justin Bieber farts on Twitter and it gets a million things. But <laughs> I think if you reply to somebody and it gets a fave or a, a retweet, that's a that's a that's a cookie. It's a little says, bit hey. of an accomplishment, yeah. Yeah, like I enjoyed that reply or I'm enjoying this conversation you're having. Yeah. In fact, um, it's funny you mentioned Jake Fogelnest because I never would have talked to him ever if it weren't for Twitter. Like, I don't know how we became friends, really. Um, yeah. I mean, I Have guess you ever I hung out in we real life? followed each other somehow. And one time I was in Los Angeles and he was like, why don't you come over to my house? Huh. And I was like, all right, I'll go like to your house, strange man. And then we right. sat there and we talked for like three hours and it was great. And we had a nice time and he turned yeah. out to be a great, and he's a really good friend of mine. Like it's, it's just bizarre. Like that I that is bizarre. I wanted to ask you about some of the people that follow you and including Jake and, you know, I think sometimes sometimes you see on Twitter where, let's say, two celebrities are talking to each mm -hmm. other or two comedians are talking to each other. And I sometimes wonder really how genuine that friendship is because as people who really want to make people laugh constantly, because I, that's kind of the currency that you guys trade in is, you know, jokes. I wonder how real some of the relationships are. So Jake really is a buddy of yours. What about, like you said, uh, like Dog Boner or... or, or Obviously, I know you used to work with um, David, right? Um, David and, Thorpe, yeah. Yes. A -R -R, yeah. No, he, he actually got me my uh, job three or four times. It was a long, like, a long series <laughs> of times that he got me my job at the yeah. company we used to work at. It was a company that made mobile games and 
had internet oh, really? discussion forums. And yeah, but there's a couple uh, apps on the App Store that we wrote and that we're really proud of, but nobody ever noticed because it's like covered in corporate, you know, double speak mm-hmm. and you can't find it. But um, no, we, yeah, he got me my job. My first, my first ever like office job uh, in 2004 or five, he was like, we were both writing for something awful. We had both started in the last year or two previous. Mm-hmm. He was like, why don't you come up? Cause uh, you live in Los Banas, by the way, Los Banas is, about two hours inland from San Jose, so sure. in California, so more, the Bay Area, even more glorious. Yeah, he's like, "Why don't you come up and uh, they'll interview you, and you can answer customer service emails or whatever." And so I did that, and they hired me, and then we became friends. And then I moved away, moved to Louisiana, and then I moved back a few years later because mm. I missed California. And he's like, "Why don't you come work for Guy again as a writer?" And I said no the first time. And uh, and then I said yes, like I don't know, six <laughs> months later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's gotten me like a series of jobs, and so I'm quite grateful. But he's a great guy. Um, That's he cool. Lives up in San uh, San Francisco, and he's uh, like, I think he still works in apps, games, and apps. So. That's cool. I think so. That so it is real. So you obviously do have some some genuine relationships. Yeah. That you've... Well, he was more of a something awful friend before, like Twitter. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, you brought up something too that I wanted to ask you about corporations on Twitter, which I, I work in advertising for my day job, and I hate, despise the way <laughs> brands and companies use Twitter, which I kind of am biting the hand that feeds me a little bit. Yeah. But I think the way you and some other comedians, especially you, I feel like you are one of the first to really, it's very authentic. I mean, you can't fake it and be on Twitter and have any sort of following. So your bullshit radar for when a brand is on there saying, you know, tweet us hashtag favorite cookie and, <laughs> you know, your, share your story and share your experience. I mean, to me, that's lazy advertising. That's asking users and consumers to do the work for you. But it's also just, I mean, there's the famous like SpaghettiOs, Vietnam horse shit. But really kind of what was the turning point when you saw this as just ripe, for mocking and decided to jump in and make fun of them? Uh, well, there was a company I was working at. We made Facebook games. It was a different company. And I've worked at, I don't know, a handful of startups now. But this one in particular had a really, really popular Facebook game. And I was doing like their Facebook posts and their Twitter posts for it. And, you know, I was trying to keep it not, you know, corporate stuffy bullshit. And then right. my supervisor came over one day. It's like marketing you know person it's like uh, <laughs> hey you know my roommate works over there at uh, johnson and johnson and here's what they do and they have like a grid where they have like engagement retention and uh, activities oh, and like you have to post one a week from each one and you have to ask like a question and give a recipe and all this and it's like this is this is not how people actually act. People don't act according to a schedule. You, no. You're not a human being if you are asking questions according to a schedule. Yeah. But I was, you know, it was my job, so I I did a lot of that for about the eh, better part of a year. Hold, hold on one second. So some asshole in an office wrote a PowerPoint and came up with a grid about right. user retention. These people are fucking charlatans. They're but, magicians. Yeah, and what's they great is that I can kind of spot it from a mile away. Like now yeah. is just this like 
you can tell this person scheduled this tweet at 4.45 on Friday so they could leave. And <laughs> they're like, my favorite Thanksgiving dish is blank. Right. And, you know, fill in the blank. And it's like, dude, you, you're being paid probably like 65000 70000 a year to do that. Oh, at least. You're terrible. Or they have an intern that is probably unpaid. But regardless, like, it's just bad. Everything is yeah. bad. So I, oh. I feel you know good funny? about. You should. You are like a whistleblower <laughs> for these people and and helping to to shine a light on it. I mean, I remember one time something bad happened, like something got bombed at let's say four o'clock, like you said, mm. and at four thirty, some brand was saying, you know, what do you, what's your plans for the weekend? You know, <laughs> what's your favorite sausage? Yeah. And it, it's just that's the opposite. And and in advertising right now, everybody wants to stroke oreo or fucking arby's for tweeting at pharrell about his hat oh, yeah DiGiorno like, is really really interesting oh, right now apparently i mean if, if i was a brand i would hire you oh because, well thank you I, well i'm not blowing smoke up your ass <laughs> i mean you, you are like a you know like the fbi will hire a hacker mm-hmm. to build security because the the hackers know security inside and out i mean the authenticity and the humor i mean obviously you're a comedian and you know how to write I don't know. And then the funny thing about Arby's is they had, it was like lightning in a bottle. They tweeted at dumbass Pharrell about his hat. <laughs> it got, you know, 50,000 retweets or something. And then the next tweet's like, hey, two for one roast beef sandwich. Come on in. Right. I mean, like the, you guys are missing the point yeah. of how this works. Yeah. No, they, they read an article about how to be edgy online and then they used it once and then they were like, okay, well, we got to post the, the link with the referral code in it so we can track how much engagement we have. And right it's really bullshit and it's really silly um it is. but i guess it must work on some level because they still do it like they do a lot of it actually it i don't think it works to me i think it is like a dying call from an industry that is doing anything it can to still get money from brands mm-hmm. because banner ads don't work everybody hates pre-roll ads on youtube and, oh, yeah. and all that i mean who wants to sit through a 30 second commercial to watch a 45 second video game trailer i mean well did you see that study that i guess i don't know if it was a study but it was like a report from coca-cola where they realized like social media helps maybe 0.1 percent or something like that like it was a really infinitesimally that's not even a word a small amount sure and then later uh, after that made the rounds, like uh, social media doesn't do shit. Uh, they corrected themselves by saying, well, it has an impact, but they didn't use any figures and they didn't explain themselves any further than that just to like right. spare feelings. But I think yeah. if you're, if you're a company, if you're an established company, if you're an Arby's, there's already an Arby's built down the block and you already know where it is. You don't need to read Arby's tweets to know how oh, I can go get Arby's. Right. Like I can go get Coca-Cola. I can go get, sun-kissed all these things yeah. like it's just not it's not a thing that's necessary and yet it's somehow a profession which it's is kind of absurd crazy. it's it's more than absurd well we, we could talk about that for for an hour yeah probably about how and i would buy you a beer i will come to san jose and oh wow buy you a, a beer don't yes. don't come to san jose it's not that good well i, I live in sacramento so you know no we're... well i like sacramento it's not that bad i've actually never been to san jose yeah, well you're not missing anything don't worry about it did you grow up there? No, I grew up in uh, Los Manos, which is in the Central Valley. Um, okay. About hour and a half, two hours from here. It's 
rural farmland, uh, kind of a truck stop. Yeah. Um, why, why do you stay in central California? Why not move to Southern or the Bay? You know, moving to Southern California has been kind of halfway in my mind, but it's so like, it's all or nothing really. Like so many people go to LA and they're like, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a model. And they just don't ever do it. And they get stuck in some shitty job. And it's scary. Yeah. And I don't, I, I I don't have what it takes. You can do that. What what are you talking about? Like, um, you're crazy. You know, there's plenty of writers in LA who write for sitcoms or doing all this bullshit. And they, they don't have, I don't know. There's something that you've tapped into, I think, humor-wise. You could do it. Tell Fogelnest. Okay, listen, let's talk about this. So you do have quite a few famous followers, and there's thousands of them, so I couldn't go through them all. But the people I follow that also follow you, it's like Andy Richter, Rob Delaney, Patton Oswalt. I mean, these are comedians and famous people who... You do some networking, man. You could totally get something working down there. Uh, yeah, I can start. I can start begging them. I guess I'll start sending some DMs. It's not. Did I beg you to do this? No, just, you sent me an nice email, email and then I completely lapsed on it because I went no, to work and dude. I forgot. No. And then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. Let's please do this." You're selling yourself short. I listen. I'm, I'm gonna turn this into a, <laughs> a session. Uh, it's not begging. I mean, and maybe because of I don't know. I'm in sales too, so I'm used to asking people for things. It's not easy to ask somebody for something because you don't want to, I don't know, get rejected. But hey, do it. Yeah. Well, I'm really bad at selling myself. I think I. Um... I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh... I'm selling for you right now. You should do it. Oh well, you're very nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on my resume. I'm gonna have a link to this MP3. Um, oh. No, no I, I'm flattered. I've never been a a salesman. I've never pitched myself. I've never. I don't know. Like most yeah. of the the things that I've done have been people approaching me that want me to do something for them, which is uh, really good because I'm pretty timid about business stuff. Like I'm just not a business person. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah. Like I I'm, about- I don't want to go to the DMV. I have to go to the DMV, and I don't want to do it. Like that's a thing that oh. I'm not well, wanting to do. That's a nightmare. Do. Well, go to the DMV. It'll probably be some good content that you can <laughs> yeah. you know, put in there. You know, speaking of the kind of people that go to the DMV and subcultures and weirdness, that's another thing I think you're really good at ferreting out. Where I, I, there's there's certain things that you found on the internet that had I not have followed you, it's like um, new dads or oh god, tweet about and- the other day. What's this cowboy kiss thing you've been tweeting about? That's lately? nothing. I just I made that up. Like, it's oh okay, not... that's good. <laughs> no, All right, you. well there you go. It's that's super funny. And yeah, like the other day it was like some new dad thing where, or even bronies. I kind of think the first time I ever heard about a brony was a few years ago when you tweeted about that. So you're, you're very good at finding what's funny on the internet and and making it funnier and letting people see it. Oh well, thank you. Like it's just. It's a thing to do to pass the time, I guess. Um, yeah, no, Cowboy Kiss, I was uh, at McDonald's. I was sitting there drinking a coffee. And there was a guy going around, like he was kind of walking around, really a uh, picture of authority, but he was wearing like the white shirt, like the manager. And um, mm-hmm. I just thought that like he was going to go cut off the Wi-Fi because I'd been sitting there for like 45 minutes just sipping yeah. my coffee. And uh, yeah, no, that was... That was just a, a <laughs> flight of fancy that I was having. 
Um, but, but see, I think that's one of the good thing about Twitter too is you have a thought, you put it out there, and you kind of the nice thing about faves and retweets and stuff like that. It's you know when you're a stand-up comedian, you tell a joke, people either laugh at it or they don't. And sometimes on the internet, I mean, even for me doing this podcast, it's difficult to tell what's funny. But if you tweet and someone likes it then you kind of know that that worked. So, yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't, fuck it. I mean, you move on to the next diaper baby in the club or whatever sort of goofy shit that, yeah. you know, that, that people do. No, yeah, that's why I think Twitter is, is so natural for comedians. It's like it feeds that need for validation, but also you get the instant feedback. Like, this is funny or this is not funny. Yeah. And then you can work on it. Um, and I think that's part of what, Going back to uh, Twitter corporate, they don't they don't tap into that at all. Um, no, I mean they're well, naturally they're a huge business. They just went IPO or something. Like I, I don't know all the business terms, but they're very huge, yeah. like billion dollar, you know, babies, and they they don't need to be worrying about my faves and my retweets. Yeah, but they should foster that more. I mean, I feel like they have. Ashton Kutcher and these kind of guys into Twitter all the time to say, hey, look at this great tweeter, this great guy who's doing stuff for us. They're they're neglecting, you know, some other folks. They should have you in there. I'm sound like I'm a cheerleader for you on this <laughs> oh, podcast. Uh, this, is, uh, this is awkward now. No, I'm just kidding. You know what's stupid of me? Speaking of business and money, I have a sponsor, and I'm the fucking worst. I always forget to bring them up. Oh, wow. Do you so, need to bring them up? Do I need yeah, to? No. Do I have cool. to be quiet, or can I talk no. about? No. Yeah. No. This is so. Like I said, it's uh, it's advertising, but don't be quiet. Let's talk about it. Squarespace is, is my my sponsor, and Squarespace sponsors a lot of podcasts, and most people just rattle off a a script for it. But I try to kind of I like to talk about it in the show, and you know, it's a platform. You know what Squarespace is? You know what? I was listening to a, a previous episode of your podcast, and you mentioned Squarespace, the uh, the logo generator they have there. And oh, yeah. So I got on there. I, I like I had to check it out. Yeah. And I, I made a logo, and it had a bad word in it. And I think Ooh. it's going to be my logo from now on. I love it. Okay, there you go. So yeah, on Squarespace, you can make logos. They can have bad and words in them too. Bad words like tits or piss face. Oh yeah, they get worse. They get way Anything. worse. Yeah. Anything. And now professional comedian John Hendren made a logo on Squarespace. And I hope you put it on a website or a temporary tattoo. I'm going to get a business card and then I'm just going to hand it to people. And then that's it. it. You could just have a business card that says at fart and your logo on it. Yeah. Well, it, mine says uh, piss on it. Like it just mm. says piss. And then there's a glass of wine above the word piss. Classy. Yeah. So it looks really good. Like it's really I like professional. It. I like it. And if uh, is it free? Can you just make logos for free? I, it seems to be free. I didn't go through the entire process, but I well, saved listen. a picture of it. Listen to me. If you do have to sign up, offer code one word, save it. You get ten percent off, and you know that's. Will they get mad at me for saying piss on my logo? No way. I think they appreciate that and they encourage it. Oh, good. Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna make a bunch more. Well, you you can make a website of just piss. Well, yeah, I have that already. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Piss.com. I'm sure there's piss.com. Yeah, there's piss.com. There's piss.net even. Ooh. You ever get on piss.mobi? No. M-O-B-I. That's a good one. What about piss.edu, the education? No, they they shut that one down. They have piss.biz. Okay. 
You need not to get, a dot org. No you need way. to get on piss.biz. That's where everyone's talking. <laughs> Good. It's a social network about pissing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the God. piss business. And I'm sure there is one. Oh, <laughs> like speaking of the new dads and all that stuff, it's there's definitely let's stop talking about piss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. So one other thing that you've done, which is funny too, and not to make this like, you know, the show about Twitter, but you tweet like you find all these old tweets. So some idiot who you know, we talk about brands misusing Twitter. Normal people misuse Twitter all the time. And who maybe mistake Twitter for texting or Googling or things like that. That's sort of stuff that you dig up. How do you, you just think of a good search term, find it and, and that's where it goes. Yeah. There's, there's a few things you can do. Um, There's a source attribute. If you type like source colon TXT and then your space and then your search term, you'll find things that only came from the text messaging feature, Oh, which is kind of good. Uh, if you search like that and then police or cops, then oh. you'll find people saying through the text feature, uh, you know, stop this. I'm going to call the cops. It's people who got a new phone <laughs> number and yeah. the phone number is still signed up to Twitter. So they're getting the updates and uh. it's like, what the fuck is this? They don't understand it. And they're saying they're going to call the police, which is really, really good because when you reply to them, uh, I think they get a text. So they're really oh. angry already. And then That's they're beautiful. getting more texts from you, which is pretty good. You know, I feel bad for these people, though. Like, they're obviously old, right? I mean, a 25-year-old, well, maybe they're just not very Sometimes they're old. Savvy. Sometimes they don't seem to be that old. Well, I, mean, I guess they're just not very sharp when it yeah. comes to technology. I mean, I was going to say, you're old and you get an iPhone. Like, imagine, I think of my grandma using an iPhone. Somebody, my parents, they were here visiting, and my mom... It was on her phone. She's like, Jesus Christ, I get 30 emails a day, no joke, from this guy. And he CCs, you know, 200, 300 people. And essentially, he's doing what you and I might have, well, not you and I, but what people probably did, you know, 15 years ago on the internet before Facebook, where they would just CC 40 people and send them jokes. My mom or, still does that. She still does that? Yes. Why doesn't she just use Facebook Absolutely. for that? Well, she's on Facebook, but so, she's... She's loving the uh, the email. Like I, I don't know. Are Are you on this list? I am. Yes, I am. And I think at least two of my exes are on it too, which oh. is like really awkward. Um, but does yeah. anyone ever do the reply all where it's you know shoots out to the forty people on the no, list? No, nobody's been brave enough to do that. And there's a lot of people on this list. Like I've looked at it, and there's a lot of people. Damn. And uh, yeah, nobody's been wise enough or or brave enough to be like hey you need to turn this off <laughs> like please and well i don't let me know. tell you what i did i was i had a few pops in me i had a little oh, yeah? I, was feeling, I was feeling a little heated my mom was here <laughs> we like to, to drink a bit and i said well give me your phone and i wrote a very nice email to this guy i said hey gary or gene or whatever mm-hmm. old man name it was hey bill uh, <laughs> you know I, I really appreciate these emails but I'm I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to cut back on email. I, I don't remember how I worded it, but I'd appreciate it if you you know didn't send these to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And my mom said the next day, Bill called my dad and on the phone <laughs> and said, "Oh, you know, I'm 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 sorry. Is your wife mad at me? You know, I I, I didn't. I don't know what I'm doing on this." 
And my dad said, no, 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 she's not mad at you. And he said, okay, good. And then, boom, the email started again. <laughs> Brought her right back into the fold. So my dad fucked that up for her. Oh, gosh, yeah. No, I think they don't, they don't see that, like having that list as being, these are individual emails that people will get. I right. think they see it as like a list. These are my friends, and yeah. they can look at it, or they don't have to look at it. They don't really realize that maybe their inbox dings 40 times a day. Right. Which, uh, I don't know, that's that's the generational difference, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think they maybe consider, boy, they're going to be really happy to see this cat email. Oh, yeah. Because they have no choice but to see it and look at it. No, the, the Marine that's attending the atheist professor's lecture. Oh, Jesus. And the professor's like, strike me down. And he stands there, and then the Marine goes and hits him. And, you know, it's got everything. It's got violence. It's got... Uh, redemption. I don't know what it's got. It's got everything. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I think you're right about it normally being people like that, though. It seems a lot more sort of right-wing conservative NRA type folks seem to Yeah, to that's champion. bizarre. There should be a study. Yeah. I'm not we'll smart enough to do the study. I can't do it. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I had a guy at my house this week fixing a leak, and he was a nice guy. He's like a handyman or something. And he's really loud. He's talking to me. And he has an earpiece in the entire time listening to talk radio. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, he's listening to conservative talk radio. I mean, normal, well, not normal, like left-wing liberal weirdos, they don't listen to talk radio all day. I think that's kind of like a conservative thing to do, just listening to some mainline talk radio. And he got hot because he was trying to, like, he started to sweat. (laughs) He popped off his... uh, a hoodie and underneath he had a tea party patriots shirt on oh wow and you know listen i live in california i'm a liberal guy or i'm i don't really associate myself with anything from what i know about the tea party they're they're kind of crazy right yeah they, they get a little out there and he's all you know i mean his shirt might as well have said like i hate gay people right i mean to say like right. tea party or i hate jews or something and it's so it's a there's a drought here i mean you know what it's like in cow and San Jose, it's dry as a bone. Mm-hmm. And I said something like, yeah, you know, hopefully we get some rain this weekend. And he's all, well, you know, this guy, this, he gets mad. He's like, this guy we have in office, you know, he's a Marxist and he's a socialist. And I'm like, dude, you, I don't even know you. <laughs> you're in my house and you're just going crazy. He's all, yeah, you know, they, they made this drought. The White House made the drought. They put aluminum in the air and it made rain not oh come gosh. to California. And, and, and I mean, what do you say to this guy? He's in my fucking house. That's unreal. And I'm just like, whoa, yeah, that's that's deep, bro. And he's going on and on. I'm like, I can't. I, of course, I disagree with him. You don't make droughts. Like, you can't do that. But he's. I, I, I can't say he's crazy. He knows where I live. He'll come back and uh, kill me. I, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. That reminds me a little bit of a Thanksgiving I spent at an ex's parents' house. And uh, this was in Louisiana, and you know her her family was cool. You know they were you know, normal. They didn't push their ideology on anybody. You know they had their own thing that they were doing, and I had my own thing, and nobody really talked about it. You know we were trying to be normal, and that was really good. But there was also a friend of the family there, who was from I think Kentucky or Tennessee. And he brought his hunting dog and he brought his peach wine that he had made in his house and all that. You know, he's a very nice guy. 
Um, but then at some point we were all like, okay, let's go inside and hang out. You know, it's getting cold. And, uh, so Fox news happened to just somehow be on and he was just tuned into it like a laser beam. And it was amazing. And, um, didn't think much of that, but then we, you know, sat down It was Thanksgiving time to eat and, uh, said grace and all that, you know, the usual stuff you do with other people's families and then there sure. was a moment of silence, and he looked straight up, looked straight ahead, and he said, Barack Hussein Obama. Like, really angry, oh. <laughs> just after Jesus. saying grace. He was so mad. Like, he had just been brooding for the entire grace session that he had to say Barack Hussein Obama. And it was just really awkward and quiet for the entire dinner after that. Man. Um, because he was just seething. He was He was brooding and angry. And uh, I thought it was hilarious, but I couldn't say anything because I was kind of the the newbie of the situation. So I was like, uh. they, but, they love to add Hussein in there as if that's. Oh like yeah, you got to say Saddam the Hussein. Hussein. Yeah, it's just it's insane. And why how why hate someone so much? Like why? Just what good does that do you in your life? You know, I I can't really place. I think there's a, a multitude of reasons. People are afraid of what's different. They're afraid of what doesn't look like them what doesn't represent what they represent you know just any any number of things really it's uh, a little sad and a little scary when you come down to it it's really scary well you mentioned an ex-girlfriend i I wanted to ask you you know you are you do have quite a following on twitter and you mentioned funnily enough you know getting a beer once do do women ever reach out to you on twitter i mean whether it's like seriously or like, hey, John, I'll, I'll fuck you because you're so funny. Oh, God. Uh, no, like that? that doesn't happen. Um, if, if it did happen, I wouldn't be tweeting all day. No, um, you'd be too busy <laughs> banging, I guess. Yeah, no, I would be out and doing stuff. No, that doesn't really happen. And I, um, it would be great if it did. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it should. Yeah, Boy. no, I don't think that it might happen for people who are like good looking or funny but it doesn't happen uh, to me. So get out of here. You know, when you were a kid, I wanted to ask you, so you're obviously kind of, to me, what you're doing on the internet is our equivalent of, uh, I'm 33, so I think we're pretty close in age-ish. Yeah, I'm 29. Okay, so when we were kids, we could prank phone call people. I don't know, you could do stuff like that. To me, this is sort of, you know, retweeting people's tweets and, and, and making fun of brands. Like, to me, that's sort of the new prank that, that you can do on folks. Yeah, I, I guess so in a way. Like, I was a really good kid. Oh, you were? That's what I was going to ask you, is if as a kid, how you were. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot of, like, bad stuff. Or at least stuff I got caught uh, doing. But, yeah. um, no, I was kind of a straight-A kid. I was um, just really boring and, and stupid. Sure. Yeah. Did, did, did you go to school? Did you go to college? No, I did not go to college. I uh, I started writing right out the gate. Like, I had summer jobs that I hated, but then something awful came along, and they were like, "We'll pay you a steady, you know, low income, but it was part time. You know, sure. one day every two weeks, and uh, that's been the steadiest employment I've ever had. Like to this day, I'm still doing it, and. Nice. Um, but you have a new job now, right? I have a day job. Yeah, I usually have a day job. Yeah. Um, typically, when I don't have a day job, I have a few writing gigs that I do. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm doing a day job now. But I'm, I'm always going to do something awful as long as it'll have me. The, the yeah. rule over there is if it's funny, you're not fired. 
So yeah. <laughs> I haven't been fired yet. And Good. I've tried to be not funny, but I, they just haven't fired me. So I don't know. Like, if they want to keep can't. paying me, I'll just keep doing whatever. But Yeah, they should. Well, what about your day job? Is it is it a more normal pedestrian job or does it have anything to do with comedy? It does have to do with comedy. It's um, it's educational materials. Um, I, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we have like real educated people that write kind of um, Encyclopedia Britannica type things that need to be made funny so that kids will read them. Oh, and so I, I kind of rewrite them a little bit, and I don't know. It's pretty good. That's... It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. Of, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I'm learning an awful lot actually. Um, yeah all these subjects that I didn't take in school. Um, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's a lot of fun. You're doing something real too. I mean, on one hand, you know, tweeting about vaping underneath your bed is doing nothing, but it's making people laugh. Being able to use your talent for writing for kids and, and all that and make money doing it is, is definitely a good thing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And most of the other companies I've worked at have been about video games or online communities. Mm hmm facebook games things like that so this is a, nice. an actual thing that someone might benefit from which is really gratifying good yeah and change is good adventure <laughs> it's new i'm glad to hear you weren't a punk when you were a kid no i wasn't much of a like punk that. good yeah don't be a punk i somebody rang my doorbell the other night at like 10 p.m and when i was a kid i wasn't bad but I would definitely, you know, like ding dong ditch in my neighborhood oh, every wow. so often. Somebody rang my doorbell at 10 p.m. and I was I was so scared that I thought somebody was going to break in to my house. <laughs> like I have kids in my house too. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's like boom! I was in uh, like Splinter Cell, like Tom Clancy mode, yeah. going around my house, like making sure all the doors were locked. Uh, looking for everything, opening every closet. Like it really freaked me out that just some kid rang my doorbell. And, and meanwhile, I thought somebody was casing that my house to see if somebody was home when it was just probably nothing. So let me ask you this. You. How's your, how's your roundhouse, your roundhouse kick? It's good. Okay. Well then you're fine. Like that's, that's all. <laughs> most kids cannot withstand a roundhouse. Oh, I would, I, I might have a fantasy about roundhousing a 16 year old. <laughs> That would be great. I think about that. Like maybe this is like a hero fantasy once you have kids. But the other day I was at the park and this kid was just, I, my kids are young. They're five and seven. Mm -hmm. So they know what a bad word is, but it doesn't have that power that it has for like a teenager where that's all they have. They can just say like, fuck you right. to somebody. So these kids were just saying, bitch, bitch, bitch. And I said, Hey guys, there's a lot of little kids around here can you, you know, kind of cool it with the language? And it, all of a sudden I'm like 800 years old. <laughs> I like to think I'm a cool dad, but meanwhile I'm at the park telling 13 year olds not to say bitch. <laughs> and they looked at me like they were going to attack me. And then all of a sudden in my head, I had this scenario like, boom, like, you know, I'm doing bullet time roundhouse <laughs> kicks to 13 year olds and explaining to the officer, well, they were saying bitch. They said bitch in front of my son. And I, I had to kick him in the face. So you're right. Yes, I need to keep my roundhouse strong. Yeah, they, they probably have better agility because they're young and nimble. You're right. And they yeah. can take a kick. Well, anyhow. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, let's, uh, before I let you go, you want to do a real treat and, and say uh, kind of what you're into right now? What, what are you digging? I'll tell you what I'm into. I'm into uh, sardines, canned fish. Really? Yes. Let me tell you, like, uh, 
yeah, I've been eating a lot of it lately and my body odor is terrible, but, uh, go to the store, get these sardines. They're like a dollar They're in a flat little tin, put them on a sandwich and eat them. They're delicious. I, I want to just dissect this whole thing. So <laughs> you, first of all, like a sardine in a can to me is like, I don't know, like something you would eat in world war two is like a soldier. Yeah, yeah, this is this is now survivalist, I think, fair. They they don't really sell it to normal people anymore. Uh, but what happened, there's a new grocery store around the block from my house, down the street. It's called Grocery Outlet. I don't know yeah. if they're common everywhere. Th- but They are up here, sure. Yeah, the, it's where the bad groceries of other stores go to die. Yes. Or hopefully get sold, <laughs> but usually die. So right. uh, I go there a lot because it's by far the closest grocery store. And uh, I saw the canned meats aisle. And aisle? It, like well, it's like a quarter of an aisle. aisle. Sure, yeah, okay. there's, there's the shrimp and the crab meat and the tuna and then the like sardines. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being sardines. Like in my childhood home, there was uh, the pantry. And then up in the corner, there were these sardines that were never, ever touched. Like nobody ever touched them. They were just there for the entire 19 years or whatever that I've lived there. Still there. Probably still there. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure they are. And I always wondered like, okay, that's probably disgusting, but I'm not curious enough to try it. So I'm just going to leave it. So I, you know, okay, a dollar 19, I'm going to buy this. Took mm-hmm. it home, opened it up. Turns out it's a flavor sensation. <laughs> like I can't get enough of these things. I've never had a sardine. Oh, they're just tiny it. little fish. They're great. I mean, they come in all these like, mustard and hot sauce flavor goop things i mean it's objectively kind of gross like it's uh, not well let me ideal. ask you wait is it is it the whole fish like eyes and bones no and everything? it's kind of like the rear half with the tail cut off it's like the i guess if uh it would be the legs <laughs> okay well yeah the fish legs and but the, you're still eating it kind of whole right these things aren't filleted or, or stripped out there's of the some innards. bones but they're so tiny and i think there's been like some cooking process that made them soft they're oh, not you're, oh you're like a giant just crushing the yeah bones. it's great um yeah that's and you know you asked me to come up with a, a real treat and i thought about it for like an hour yeah, it's like it's what, what do I really enjoy? Well, I really enjoy sardines because I'm. That's awesome. Yeah, I eat them almost every day, and it's a phase. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust out of this phase pretty soon, I think. But it's a fad. You're in a yeah. sardine fad, right? Yeah, now. I liked them before and after they were cool. I um, <laughs> but when they were indie sardines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what about your cat? Your cat probably just adores that you're eating sardines. She's no, like, you're this becoming cat, me. This cat can't stand any food except for dry cat food. She wow. won't eat human food. She won't eat wet cat food. She won't eat anything. She won't eat things that I drop for her. She'll just eat dry cat food, and that's it. Boy. And she's well, also the fattest cat I've ever seen. Just from the dry cat food? Yeah, well, she gets free fed. Like, I don't feed her on a schedule because I'm really, really lazy. So I just have a giant bowl that I fill up maybe uh, twice a year or so. Like, it's huge. I I free feed my cat, too, and he's he's like a Maine Coon cat. So he's like 35 pounds. And I hate my cats, though. Like, they're not – like, your cat is probably – you love her, and she's your companion. And I mean, she uh, she's not terrible. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, but man, she wakes up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom like three different times 
because she just eats and drinks so much because she's so big. Right. And uh, I hear her and she meows while she's doing it. Like I hear oh. her in the bathroom just doing it. Just and, meowing while she's yeah. shitting? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, really good. And then she'll scratch the walls and scratch the uh, the kitty litter and she'll scratch like the floor next to the kitty litter. And it's, it's really gross. Like, then this filthy. reminds me that I need to go mop pretty soon. Like, I'm going to mop that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but she's... Listen, uh, cats... Oh. Dude. Yeah. I, like, when you really talk about what a cat is, it'll drive you crazy that they shit in your house. They they live in this perpetual box of sand where they're yeah. pissing. And they're so nasty. My cat, like, project... He has irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, wow. So he's projectile vomiting all over the place. I, I don't know. There was a time in my life when I didn't have children and I, I adored them and they were fun. But then as I, they, they got older, they get sicker and they just start pissing and shitting. <laughs> started, one of my cats would piss on my kid's bed. Like my oh, son wow. would jump in bed. Oh, I'm so tired. It's time for bed. Like zoop right into a hot, stinky cat piss bed. Oh, yeah. See, I'm afraid of that because this cat spends like 18 hours a day on my bed. Yeah. You better watch it. Yeah, she's buddy. just going to start unleashing all over. It's going to be. She might. Yeah. My my real treat is the kind of real treat that I feel like every 30-year-old goofy white guy on Twitter seems to be talking about these days. True Detective on HBO. Here's the thing. I don't know a single thing about that. Oh, man. I don't have HBO, so I don't like... Yeah, but you have the ways and the means to, well, to, to get Well, but I'm also really, really lazy. Like really, really lazy. Like not even fun lazy, just real lazy. All right. Well, I have your email. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I may or may not send you a link <laughs> to something because that's illegal. It's it's a great show. Like everything about it is good. The acting. Like I hate to sound like this guy. The acting is excellent. The music is great. It's shot <laughs> perfectly. But it really is just the, the best thing about it to me is it's eight episodes mm-hmm. and it's seriously like beginning, middle, end. And at the end of this season, it's over. So Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are in it. After this season, it's done. It next season is like another case, new actors, and and that's that. Wow. Yeah, which I like, which I feel like is is rare these days in a serial drama where they stretch everything out for seasons and seasons. And instead, it's just like wham, bam. And yeah, I think you'd, you'd really, well, who am I to say what you would like? But you know, I'll check you, that I out. I like it. I think um, you, you definitely should. You know, speaking of serials, for my money, can't really do a whole lot better than uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, Ever watch that? Of course I, I. I was more of a next generation guy. Yeah, yeah I grew up on next generation. But, but yeah. Deep Space Nine has really, really kind of perfected what to do with this whole universe they've built up. Do you still go back and watch it? In fact, I was watching it last night. Yeah. And that's what made me think of, uh, <laughs> it's still good. Like it still holds up. It's from 1990, I guess late to mid nineties is when it ran. Um, still really good. And you can kind of see, you know, there wasn't a lot of serial drama on American TV at that time. So it was really hard for them to put an, an overarching story in between, the silly yeah. one-off Star Trek episodes they have to do. Totally. But they, uh, yeah, there's some there's some good stuff in there, especially the later seasons. If, uh, if anybody listening to this is interested in some more slightly serious Star Trek, then uh, check that out. But it's there's a lot of bad stuff to wade through. Like, you gotta... 
actually, yeah, I take it back. Don't watch it. Um, don't watch any Star Trek. It, like eighty percent of Star it. Trek is kind of bad. Yeah, it's it's easy to look at it with rose colored glasses and and as like a GIF or a meme or like yeah. oh look at that funny data Jordy LaForge thing. But yeah, when you really take it at uh, as a whole, it, it can be. Yeah, you got to really want it at that point. And if you're really wanting Star Trek in this era of True Detective and Breaking Bad and all these other shows, that uh, you're wasting your time probably. But you know, it's hey. out there if you want it. Sure. And it's probably free, and you can find it on Netflix. It is on Netflix, yeah. There you go. It, uh, speaking of shows, we got a couple of questions. You want to hammer through a couple of these real quick before I let you go? Sure. Can I skip uh, any that I don't like? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Some of these are stupid. I won't even bring them up. But <laughs> okay. you know what I should say to you real, real quick? <laughs> real space is what I almost said. Squarespace, fucking get it. I'm supposed to talk about them twice in each episode. Okay. Like, they gave me a script. Uh, you don't need a credit card, so if you're a dirtbag and you don't have a credit card... I have one. You know, you know, if card. you don't have a credit card, what, what do you need a website for? What are you, yeah. like, eight, eight years know. old? What are you Should doing? What are you doing with your time? Right, and what what would you need a website for? I don't know, maybe you're, like, a, a gangster or, like, a... a gangster uh, website, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Go on Squarespace, set it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go on there, offer code, save it. <laughs> make a website it's fucking great just just do it so okay let's let's do a question somebody actually wrote a question asking about tv shows and they they wanted to know what your favorite show on tgif was mm. remember tgif that would have to be family matters if if that was a tgif uh, wasn't it family matters and full house yeah. and full house uh, dinosaurs maybe Dinosaurs, yeah, and uh, Step by Step. Remember that one? Oh gosh, you know, I never really liked Step by Step. It it was not rubbing me the right way. But I was uh, I was a Family Matters fan. Now hold like, on a legitimately. second. Legitimately, Step by Step at least had it had some chicks on it. I remember. I was too yeah. young. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did. Yeah, but I was I was like what eight? I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I guess you're right. And at the time, if you were eight, I was thirteen. So I was just just getting into that. Yeah, you were you're getting all riled up watching TGIF. So, so why Family Matters and not Full House? Or I, mean, I think it appealed to me. Like Urkel was a funny, successful nerd, even though he was kind of detested. Um, yeah, and you know, Got Urkel any... is legitimately like cool now. Like he would be a cool motherfucker. Like the oh. the glasses and the suspenders. Like that guy would be cool if you saw that guy walking down the street. Yeah, um, and he was way ahead of his time. Oh, didn't and he also like... it was funny. Well, and not only that, but you're right about being cool now. He'd, he'd be a billionaire tech guy living in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Just railing chicks and doing lines of coke nonstop. Because didn't, didn't he, like, invent stuff on the show? He too? had a time I mean, machine or something and maybe, yeah. a, like, an alternate version of himself he invented, like a suave. I don't know if he invented that or, like, he fell into a portal or something, but... Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was um, yeah. It was an Stefan Urkel. Stefan, there you go. Oh. Yeah. The the funny thing I liked about that show was there was a daughter that they just wrote off. Remember that? No, I don't remember yeah, that. It was um in the Winslow family. It was Eddie, right? Was the brother. Yeah. And what was the girl's name that Urkel loved so much? <laughs> oh man. I can hear it in his voice, and I don't yeah. know what the name is. Like coming in the door, like oh, uh, yeah, oh god, shit. Well, then there was another sister. There was a younger sister who was pointless. 
she was oh and didn't she do like pornography or something oh well let me just google that after Is the that, show yeah <laughs> but I, I think i remember hearing that or maybe it was a cosby kid or maybe oh, it was somebody else like but somebody better yeah somebody somebody did porno um well hopefully yeah, i'll have to find it out but uh she was just written off the show and it was as she as if she never existed laura her name was laura that was the uh the girl oh, yeah, the that love Steve interest. liked. Yeah. And yeah, they wrote her off and you know They didn't write Laura off. Not Laura, I'm sorry. The the little sister. They just she was just gone. Wow. As if nothing ever existed. Of course, my my favorite was Full House. I'm a You're a full house guy. I'm a full house guy. Yeah. So who was your favorite of the uh, three dads? Uh I, you know what? I think I identified dads. most with Danny. Really? Yeah. The responsible I, guy? That's just what I was. Paid all the bills? Yeah, that's who I am. No. But I wish I could have been Uncle Jesse. Yeah, just, everybody wishes they were Uncle Jesse. Just getting it from from Aunt Becky. Did you ever watch Rad? That movie Rad? No, I never saw Rad. It was not oh, about BMX. Dude. Yeah, it was about BMX and Lori Laughlin, the woman who played Aunt Becky, is in it as like the high school love interest. It's a fantastic movie. That should be like my sub real treat of, of the night rad <laughs> go watch that you know what fuck true detective it's bullshit you're gonna go watch rad go watch rad instead yeah we can talk about full house forever let's get to another question somebody asked why did you stop why did john stop the aaron carter horny level and that's a great thing that you you did for a minute there do you want to uh, yeah explain what that is well i mean it started with uh, the hermit thrush horny level um mm. You know, we talked about him a minute ago, but he's uh, just this really weird uh, guy that lives in New Jersey and he loves math. And every now and then he would tweet about being really horny. So I was like, what's your horny level? Like at one to 10. Right. And usually he would respond, not always, because sometimes he would, uh, you know, realize that I was mocking him. Right. But uh, sometimes he'd be like, it's nine or sometimes he'd be like, it's four. <laughs> and then Aaron Carter comes around and he, you know, there's a... a 80s or i guess mid 90s child pop star uh, sure yes uh brother of uh, backstreet boy if i recall but yes he's uh he's back he's trying to be back he's got his twitter account and he's doing a tour and and he gets really really horny <laughs> and he he's like i love to get nasty at night like he'll just say this on twitter like i love to get nasty at night which is <laughs> really amazing thing to say like it's yeah. too good i wouldn't even say that because like how do you even comprehend what's going through a person's mind if they're just saying that out of the blue for no reason it's, you would say it, and it would be funny. He's saying it seriously. He's saying it seriously because he wants to get texted or he wants to get photos. I mean, I don't know this, of course. Like, he's probably no. a very nice guy, but no, you're he right. just no, you're right. he comes he off pictures. as incredibly horny. And he's younger. He's like 25 or something, oh. 26, and he looks really old. <laughs> and uh, my friend Dave, we talked about Dave Thorpe. Uh, he's like... Uh, yeah, he's he's twenty five, but those are those are city miles. Like he's had it rough, yeah. you know. This is like sure. His face is really like it's a thirty five year old's face, or maybe a forty year old's face. It's really bad. He looks yeah. really really old. Um, but I, I started asking him like, "What? Okay, you're horny. What's your horny level?" And he never responded. Never responded. Eventually, he responded. Block you? Though. No, he doesn't. He okay. follows me still. Ah. Yeah, I don't think he understands that 
or like he just doesn't let on that I was the person doing it or something. But yeah. um, he eventually responded to somebody who asked him the, about the horny level. And he's like, who are you people? Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I guess he sees it. Of course, if he's really horny, he's going to look at all of his mentions. Gotcha. But um, yeah, no, uh, Katie Natopoulos from BuzzFeed met him and it, like interviewed him after or before a show and asked mm. him, what is your horny, like face to face, what is your horny level? That's awesome. Yeah. And what do you say? Uh, well, she gave him a list of his tweets. She's like, uh, what was your horny level for this one and this one and this one? And uh, at one point, he said, my horny level was 20, which it doesn't Whoa. even go up to 20. Like, let's no. be honest. But he was really, really horny. Wow. Yeah. So that's why we stopped doing it because we got an answer basically. And if you yeah. Google Aaron Carter horny level, I think you can find like her article is one of the first things and it's, it's wonderful. That's yeah. so funny. So I'm glad he had a bit of a sense of humor about it. I presume. I, I suppose he did. Like, I think he, I think he's the type that subscribes to the very valid theory that if anybody's talking to you about anything, then they're talking to you and that's good publicity. And right. You know, he's, uh, from what I understand, he really wants to be like back as a pop star. So he'll right. take it. Like if he has to answer a corny level question, he'll do it. Yeah. I mean, if he was really in on the joke, he probably would have written back immediately. And I don't know, you, you could tell he probably is being a good sport, yeah. but not really in on the joke in 20. I mean, I guess at the moment you're blowing a load is 20. Now that's 10. No, that's right? 10. I yeah. Mean, 10, 10 should be the level where you're too horny to type. Yeah. So you can't ever say 10. It's I've like, never been that horny. Yeah. Going back to Star Trek, you can't ever go to warp 10. Because that's that means you're everywhere in the universe at once. That's what the horny level ten is. It's <laughs> like it, oh. you're so horny you can't even do it. Like you can't type. No, I, I'm jealous of that. If he's a twenty, then God bless him. Yeah, no, he's doing some he's doing some weird shit over there. I don't know what he's doing. Tantric. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we got one more question since I've I've had you here too long. This this is kind of another. So yeah, so there's your answer, buddy. It's uh, it stopped because you got an answer, yeah, uh, listener. Yeah. Uh, here's another question, which uh, maybe is an inside joke about another fun thing you did on the internet. It's just more of a statement than a question. Eat the eggs, John. <laughs> That's about the uh, the old Smash Mouth thing. Yeah, that was great. That was yeah, that was really weird. Um, it was great on like the front that we raised eleven thousand dollars for charity and all that like saint jude you know great charity sure um but that was the most awkward afternoon of my life like when they actually got together is it guy fieri or guy fietti i think he prefers fietti or something yeah you gotta roll the r if you want to do it. no i'm not gonna roll it fuck that um (laughs) i'm not gonna go through all that trouble um wait a second wait a second so you actually went there and saw this happen oh yeah yeah no i i met them i didn't know that yeah no it was in dublin california which is uh i guess about halfway between maybe here and san or uh sacramento like maybe Are, are, are you sick of this story uh, a little bit. Well, uh, I should tell it really quickly. I'll do. I was going to say, version. yeah, do the quick version. Yeah, for that doesn't know. Um, anyway, you know, they had uh, the opening of Guy Fieri restaurant. No, 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 no. I mean, like you should say, John and some of his friends tweeted at the uh, lead singer of Smash Mouth. 
we want you to how, why did you want them to eat eggs like how did that even come about well i you can look at the verified account on twitter like at verified and see who they're following to see who the accounts that have been most recently verified as authentic are oh and one night it was like thursday night i was up late like really late and smash mouth had just gotten verified and they had like 200 followers <clears throat> <laughs> And at the time, I had like I don't know two or three thousand, so I I figured oh I can blow them up you know I can yeah you know flood their whole mentions things with something stupid so I said hey I'll, I'll give the lead guy uh, twenty bucks to eat some eggs and I'll meet you because they're local to San Jose like they're they're right down the street so mm. like I'll meet you at the park we'll do it right now and they never responded and then one guy was like hey I'll I'll give a hundred dollars to charity. And then some guy tacked onto that. He's like, yeah, I'll give $100 of charity also. And then it just ballooned and it became a thing. And suddenly they were like, all right, well, if you raise 100 or not 100 but $10,000 for charity, then we'll do it. Which we ended up doing that in like three days or something. Sure. And then they had to do it. So and then they did it. And it was in Dublin at the opening of Guy Fieri's new restaurant. And it was in a tent and it was like a drizzly day. It was really dreary out. Oh, and boy. Yeah, the eggs got eaten, and they were bad, and then we all just left in shame. I mean, did it kind of feel like you make fun of these people, and then it really happened? Kind of like if you were making fun of a girl, and then you went on a date, and you like rubbed it in her face or something. I mean, did you feel kind of bad? You know, I felt bad that it was so anticlimactic and just depressing, and... um I mean, they weren't I, cool about it. They weren't like, yeah, let's do this. We're having fun. This is a good thing. They were just sort of like, all right, we lost our bet and we have to take our medicine. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they tried to make the best of it yeah. because I was, I was getting into the habit of just like every week saying, when are you going to eat the eggs? You know, like we got your money. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Right. And they were like, okay, well come on, you know, come down here. We're going to eat them in front of your face. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. And, wow. um, yeah, it was just really awkward and weird, and I don't know. It, it's something that I'll remember forever. I'll cherish. Yeah. Were you at all worried that Guy, F Guy Fieri was going to beat you up or punch you? He didn't like this? me. Like, I got the impression. I got the distinct impression he didn't like. He's very leathery in person, yeah. very oily, very leathery. He looks like an old catcher's mitt. <laughs> and those bleach tips. I yeah. Mean, uh, I mean, he's very nice. He was nice to me. I, I can't say too much bad about him, but sure. um, he is he is what you think he is. He's it's absolutely the, the person you think he is. Like, you yeah. imagine how you think he is, like, just hanging out at his house. He's like that. Right. Just everything's boom, flavor town. Yeah. Yeah. He lives the part. Like, he doesn't ever turn off, I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll hand it to him for being authentic. And, you know, that character he's made has made him a lot of money. Yeah, good for him. He's He's got more money than I'll have in 20 lifetimes, so good for him. You and me both, brother. Until you move down to L.A. and and, and do something big. So eh. let, this, eh. let me be your motivational poster on your wall of some beautiful mountains where it says, like, oh, achievement wow. or something. That's all this. All right. <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up. I, I also asked you if you wanted to bring a walk-off song that I can be piping into the eardrums as we say goodbye. Yeah, there's a song I really like uh, right now. It's from the Eels. It's, it's kind of an older song. It's called Rags to Rags. And it's, uh, I think, from the Beautiful Freak album, which would be late 80s, early 90s, maybe. Or maybe mid-90s. Yeah, Gosh. is that the Novocaine for a soul album? Or is it, it might be. It might be. It's around that time. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, That's a great title. Yeah, kind of a lesser known song, but uh, Rags to Rags, yeah, like it a lot. All right. Well, I'm playing that. John, this has been fun. It's, it's been my pleasure. And Thanks for having me. It's great My time. pleasure. I know. I, I agree. And and yeah, next time we're somewhere in the vicinity, uh, we should definitely grab a beer and, and continue talking about why we hate brands on Twitter and, and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, ring me up. I'm around. I will. And listen, I may or may not be sending you the first episode of a show <laughs> on TV. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so. I'll keep an eye out for my email in case you do or don't send it. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. All right, right thank you so all much. Right. All right, thanks, John. Take care, man. See ya. Well, all right, there we go. So huge thanks to John Hendren for coming on. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. He's easily one of the best and one of the funniest on there, and he's certainly a guy on there doing his own thing and using the medium for something that most people aren't. So at fart, you know, easy to remember. And I don't know, by, by, I need to figure out what that educational thing is. He's has, uh, you should probably buy that too for your kids, support the guests and, and that's it. So what are we at? Episode 85, big thanks to Squarespace for supporting the show. You know, the deal there, offer code, save it. And yeah, uh, and big, big thanks to you for listening. And if you're new to the show, I appreciate that as well. I think some of the guests recently have helped to give me some new ears and I appreciate you guys coming aboard as well. So share it with your friends and do all that happy horse shit that helps the show a lot. So thanks again. Episode 85. Save it for the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>